When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Trot's Life Thursday edition. Steve Cleave here. We have the best tipster in the land on the phone right now, Darren Carroll. How are you today, my friend? Good, thanks, mate. Very disputable, but uh, yeah, going well, buddy. <laughs> That's good. Now, you've uh, done us a huge favour jumping on this show. I'm normally on the here right now talking to Toby McKinnon and... Uh, he, uh, how many, I've had, how many bad jokes would we had by now? You reckon? Well, at least yeah, there'd be, so be quite a few. Yeah, I try to stay away from them to tell you the truth. <laughs> but uh, no, appreciate you dropping in. Uh, you're on your way home from Manangatang. Yes, yes, just pulled over. I'm at uh, Malmesbury at the moment, so I'm working my way back home. I've been uh, back home doing some handyman stuff, and those that know me knows that that's definitely not my skill. But uh, doing some painting and stuff around the house to help out. Yeah. Lovely, or hopefully uh, what is your skill is tipping winners. It's a massive weekend of racing. Um, you did have a couple of tips for Shepparton today. We're not sure at the moment if Shepparton's going to go ahead. They are in discussions at the moment with the high fire danger and hot weather. It's uh, it's unlikely, but that's not confirmed yet. So we'll just quickly recap your tips for Shepparton and then we might look across the weekend, if that's okay. No worries, man. Yeah, it's massive, isn't it? Like When you look at it, you've got... Um, you know, you said Newcastle Friday night, Geelong Rocket Friday night, then um, Menengel and Melton, both extraordinary meetings, and then you lead into probably a bit of an understudy to a certain extent, but, you know, big for that state in Tasmania. So, huge weekend. So, something to really look forward to and some amazing depth in talent when you look at uh, how it's spread across those meetings. Um, but we'll try and find a winner for a start. Um, so, tonight at uh, Shepparton, I like race three, number eight, Little Miss Hardy. Uh, it's got some tricks, this horse, but uh, I think the key to it might be Chris Finacio. Um Chris drove it at the trials, and um, I really like the way it trialed. So, um, tricky horse, and I'm aiming that a more experienced driver might be uh, the, the, um, the difference here, so race three, number eight. And the other one I quite like is race four, number one, um, Nicolon Punter. Another one that's had a significant driver change and a more experienced driver going on in Nathan Jack. Um, I'd only had one trial prior to its debut, and I really liked its debut run when it uh, lost the plot around the corner, went rough, but it hit the line really good up the straight. Um, this looks a, a race of uh, not much depth. Um, young Mitch Fots uh, trains this horse. I'm not sure whether you caught it um, last night, but he got a really smart two-year-old. Did you see that one, Steve? No, I didn't see any last night. Yeah, Sorry, he had a really, actually... smart... Hmm. Had a really yes. smart two-year-old. Had its first start and win at Bendigo last night. So great for a young you know, up-and-coming trainer to find a good one. So I'm really pleased with Mitch. He's been around the scenes for a couple of years, but um, never found a real good one. But he might find a, might have found himself a really smart two-year-old. And as you know, um, young up-and-coming trainers, if they can get a good young one, it can be a, a big difference for them, can't it? Oh, it certainly can. Uh, you know, every every trainer, that I believe, deserves a good horse because, uh, you know, you sort of don't know the quality of the trainer until they do get a good horse in their care. And yep. Uncle Trev, I'm thinking, is the horse you're talking about, is it? Yep, that's the one. Yep. yep. 
It's uh, Art Mate nice uh, out of Sweet Aces. Yeah, it's sort of well-bred too. So uh, yeah. it's great to see Mitch get a winner there. Hopefully he can go on with it. And uh, yeah. look, fingers crossed, Shepparton does go ahead. As you said, we, yep. we're just in uh, a little bit of a holding pattern waiting to hear about that. So if it does go ahead... Yeah, Darren's best bets for Shepparton today. Now, looking across the weekend, and we can go far and wide as you like here, mate, because as we just spoke, there is uh, great races absolutely everywhere. So if we start off with Friday, um, the Geelong Rocket looks an amazing race. Your thoughts on this? Is it is it just a two-horse war between MacDan and Catch a Wave? And how do you see it panning out? Yeah, you can never underestimate the talent. You know, they're, you know the horses like Low Captain and things like that, but... Um, I do see that Matt Dean will, will find the front. Uh, he's got that natural gate speed. Um, I'm not sure whether Catch a Wave um, could be exploding across Matt Dean. Um, the track, if that does happen, where they go to a little bit of a war early, that track record of 151.9 might be in danger. Um, I'm Catch a Wave's number one fan. Love the horse. But I just don't know whether he can sit outside Matt Dean and beat him. So I've loved Matt Dean's trials. His form of late would suggest that, you know, how you down, but it's all to do with barriers. Um, you look at where he's been in those races and he just hasn't had a, an opportunity to do what he does best, and that's race on speed and over the mile. It'd be awfully hard to beat. So I think the mark's right. It's where you want to go. I'm going just purely because of the barrier draw and, and how I map the race and going for Mac Team. Yeah, it's, uh, they're both coming out. They've got ex- the same form line, basically. A fifth and a fourth in the Ballarat uh, Cup, and then they both run zero in the Hunter Cup. So, uh, yeah, they've sort of been following yeah. the, the same path. But Mac Dan does love Geelong, and Danny yeah. and his crew down there, I mean, they, they're the races that they want to win at his home track. So they'll be lighting up yeah. Geelong uh, if he's out in front and bowling along, that's for sure. Is there anything else on the card that sort of tickles your fancy a bit? No, I'd rather. I, I love the Melton card on Saturday night, so that's probably the one I'd rather concentrate on if that's all right, Steve. Absolutely. Well, let's roll over to the Melton card. Now, the TAB Australian Trotting Grand Prix is going to be another clash of the Titans, and we've got Just Believe going head-to-head with Call Me the Breeze. Just Believe drawing barrier one, Call Me the Breeze barrier four. Uh, don't forget, I mean, I'm ready, Jet. Kiang Ignite, Kiang Tucky, you know, RC Phoenix, they're all really good horses. So uh, it, it may mm-hmm. not be a two-horse war, a uh, two-horse race as as maybe is predicted with the odds. You just got to show the depth. And you haven't even mentioned Majestioso, who was the you know, reigning horse of the year only two seasons ago. So yeah. it's crazy the depth we've got in our, in our trots at the moment. And, um, yeah, I think we just all love to see clashes. And I think rivalries are built on regular clashes and if we can get a rivalry between these two horses then wouldn't it be great for the sport um similar to what we're talking about before barrier draws very very important so barrier draw advantage is just believe so you've got to give just believe the advantage over call me the breeze um tactic does he have the speed yep yeah we don't know really do we yeah Mm. um he, he looks very quick um, and um, Nathan might just try and push the button, so it'll be interesting. But you know, Just Believe's got good gate speed as well, so we tend to forget sometimes how good his gate speed is. So um, very, very tactical early. Do I want to be taking the odds on Just Believe? No, thank you. Um, <laughs> but I just think it's one of those races. Make sure you tune in and watch because it will be good and exciting. It's what our sport's all about, and our, our trotting breed is just so good these days that it's a race that you want to be watching.
Absolutely, I'm the same. I, I don't want to be betting into this race at all, but I do want to be sitting there and enjoying every single minute of it. So let's yep. roll through your tips then for the night because there is yep. a, a fairly large card of trotting races. We've got 10 races on the night. So how many yep. winners do you think you can find us? Well, we'd like to find 10, but we won't, get, we won't be that greedy, will we? Um, <laughs> there's three races that I'd probably like to tip you into. Um not surprising, my style is usually steering away from the real main races and looking at the probably the lesser lights over the cards. So um, I start off in race two, um, very keen on Hephaestus Phoenix. Uh, it's had two runs from a spell now. Um, first up, it was very, very short price favourite and got rolled. So punters would have been disappointed there, but it was off a really long break. And Chris Finocchio is not renowned to have his horses at 100% peak, you know, for their first up run. So it's just... Worked into fitness, I reckon. Last start was a lot, lot better. Um, it was in a higher grade race than this. It led, took a sit. Um, I'm expecting it just to lead all the way. And I think it's probably the best bet of the night. Race two, number five, uh, a feast of Phoenix. Um, then I turned a bit later on in the program. Um, I like um, race nine. It's a final of the um, Lynn McPherson Breed for Speed. So we've had a good look at him, and that's that's the key. Um, there's two heats, so we get a really, really good cider. Um, and, you know, I'm keen to get the map right. And Christmas Babe, as we all know, gets out really quick off the gate. Um, and Lindy Grace is pretty quick as well. So I'm tipping a similar map to what happened in one of the heats, and that is Christmas Babe to lead Lindy Grace to sit behind it and Lindy Grace to sprint lane over top um, late to win. So pretty keen on Lindy Grace. I thought it was a really soft win in its heat. Um, so as long as the map turns out the way I think it will, then it's a really nice bet. So race nine, number three, Lindy Grace. And that means we've only got one more race to go. Another one I'm keen on is High Point in the last. Um, yeah, I've tipped this a couple of times. Look at its form. One, nine, one, six. Uh, it's <laughs> Just got to do everything right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the small field will help. Um, the times it's got beaten is when there's been a bit of speed on. It's had to make really long, sustained runs. So it's got itself under pressure around that corner, um, the last corner. I just think that the smaller field, um, you can nurse it a bit more and um, hit the line well. Every time I've heard um, Anthony Butt on the radio talk about this horse, he rates it really highly. When it has won, it's won impressively. So I'm uh, banking on the fact that the small field um, suits it, distance suits it. just ticks a lot of boxes and the class is right as well. So... They're the three for the night. They all should be okay prices, Steve. Um, but that's the way I come up with them. I'm not sure how they measured up with your black book, but we'll find out soon, I suppose, whether I've got any similar to you. Uh, my little black book is uh, very thin Saturday night. There's not a lot of trotters in it. The only runners yeah, are right. actually in the main race being Keying Chucky, yeah. um, Keying Ignite, and um, yeah. one other one off the top of my head I can't remember. But your best well, three Ignite there. Was are... massive last week. Well, oh. Sorry, Steve. No, you're all right. Carrying tire. that flat tyre. 1,400 metres he carried that for. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I know it wasn't off the rim or anything like that. It doesn't matter. Um, no. Flat tyre and, and only get beaten by that much. Um, yeah, he's a lovely horse. Hasn't Chucky improved as well, but uh, oh, hasn't he Knight's just got something about him. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I mean, that's like pulling your handbrake up two little clicks when you're driving your car yeah. with that flat tyre yeah. not coming off the rim. It still makes a difference. You can feel it dragging. And, uh, yeah. you know, our tracks, you know, you, you, you're going across sand, so it definitely cuts into the track a bit. And, uh, yeah, that was a massive run to do that. So just recapping, race two, number five, race nine, number three, and race 10, 
in number nine are your three best at Melton. Have you had a look at the uh, Menangle fields for Saturday night? A couple of big no, nice, big I've had a, had a skiing. Uh, I've, I've seen that Catalpa Rescue's in, um, and I quite like him, but I haven't done extensive enough for him to be tipping you into it, Steve. So um, I'll probably leave that to your other guests later on in the show to, to go into Menangle in greater depth than me. That's okay. It's going to be, yeah, no, that's all right. There's going to be some fantastic races with It's Merlin, or better known as Merlin, coming across from New Zealand, and Zachary Butcher coming to drive it in the pale face Adios. And uh, I don't know if you were taken as much by him as what I was, but I fell in love with this horse uh, when he ran second to Leap to Fame, Don't Stop Dreaming, and uh, he's just kept powering on ever since that race he's going around in the following race which is just a normal metropolitan race but uh doesn't he look like he's a star of the future yeah it's crazy i mean i think we um we watched these races last year and thought gee what a good crop we've got and how exciting it is to have such an amazing um field um i probably didn't appreciate the depth that we had coming into this year as well and you know, you haven't ever mentioned a horse like Frankie Ferocious, and he's yeah. just outstanding as well. So, um, look at next couple of weeks, it's just going to be phenomenal. You know, I, I love the Purden horse that you're talking about. Don't stop dreaming. He was so good at Melton, and you know, soft win last week as well. Um, but the depth is just amazing. And when you you've got horses like Better Better Be the Best, who are great on speed runners as well, and tough and durable it just means i think we're going to see some races in the next couple of weeks just fast run races where it's just going to be no holds bar at the end so um yeah it's exciting times and um yeah i think you just tune in and try and find some winners there and you know i think what makes a series like this is we've got a mix of form lines that come from everywhere and you know that's what makes these carnivals when we've got a mix of say victoria new south wales and queensland form um, all coming together. Yeah, it's um, it, it's just going to be an absolutely mammoth few weeks up there leading into the Miracle Mile. But as you were saying about Frankie Ferocious, he is just high speed. And the speed he showed last week off the gate surprised me. I yeah. didn't know that he had that much speed off the arm. So that is an extra string to his bow. I was thinking he's yeah. just a sit sprinter. And I compared yeah. his sectionals at Melton compared to Don't Stop Dreaming, and there was only 0.16 of a second difference between those two horses. Frankie Ferocious was on the pegs until into the straight when he peeled three wide and zipped up, you know, maybe two or 200 metres at, you know, really high speed, whereas Don't Stop Dreaming had to come three wide trying to chase down Leap to Fame, and only 0.16 of a second in that last quarter in their individual times. I don't think there's that much between them. If they're side-by-side dashing for home, everyone's talking about Frankie Ferocious, but uh, I think the sectionals don't lie, and uh, I don't reckon there's that much between them when it comes to a sprint to the line. No, I agree, Um, and it's going to be, um, you know, map related and tempo related and who, who lands where and things like that but um yeah i just i hadn't had much to do with frankie ferocious before he's obviously queensland and he joined the grimson barn and that night was probably the first time he took my notice at, at melton and uh you just had to be impressed the way he got down the straight and as you said everything i heard about him was that he was as fast as he was of any horse that grimson had um, but then to see him show the gate speed last week just means he, he's um, he's going to be very, very hard to beat. Um, but as you said, it's hard to take on Don't Stop Dreaming as well. But there's other horses in the field too. 
Oh, absolutely. They could certainly set it up. Uh, the, these races, I think, with the, the depth that we've got, there's going to be exciting racing. You know, sometimes these big races can be a little bit boring because of a standout, I suppose, above the rest yeah. of the field. But they're just so even at the moment. There's so many yeah. good horses that I think there's going to be uh, fireworks galore. And, and that's the sort of racing that we want to watch because uh, it's really entertaining. Yeah, I like the concept also um, that they just introduced. I don't think it's been their previous years of the, the winner of the Simpson Memorial on um, on Saturday night being um, a golden ticket into the Derby final. Um, just really like that concept. It just makes that race the other night um, a far more attractive type race, especially for the interstate horses. When you think that um, now um, Paul and Kari Miles can take their horse home from Victoria uh, from Sydney for a couple of weeks and get him cherry ripe and just take him back for the final. Um, yeah, I think it's a really good, yeah. innovative move by the club. Has that been the case in the previous years, Steve? Or am I just Not that I know of, um, yeah. but, I, but at the same time, I haven't followed it that closely. Yeah. So it is a great idea if it has just been implemented and uh, well done to Paul and Kari and Rob Orber as well, the owner and breeder of that horse. Uh, he's going to have a massive show in the derby. Darren, thank yeah. you very much. We do have to get off to yeah. the 11.30 news. I appreciate you jumping in. Make sure you drive safely back home and uh, we'll be following you in across the weekend with your best bets. Good luck to you too, Steve. Bye.